You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, and today, for the first time ever, ah, we're having a coaching episode. Let's get it going. You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um... Welcome to whichever platform you're viewing or listening to. <laughs> um, so you're either participating in the Elevate Your Eight podcast or you are watching this video on Career Changers Mastermind, which is my Facebook group. I am, we are breaking barriers today because we are doing our first online coaching conversation with somebody. And I'm actually really glad this person is the first person to do this because we have been going back and forth for what, about six months now or so on some things that Veronica wants to do with sharing her story. And so this is a perfect way to, to get started doing that. So I would literally, I'm excited and pleased and honored to welcome Veronica Mejia to Elevate Your Eight and Career Changers Mastermind. Veronica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's exciting for me too. I've been able to watch from afar as, you know, career masterminds on Facebook and through the podcast, found you on Spotify, all that good stuff. Oh, good. I love it. Okay. So let's tell everybody, tell us your story. Where do you live? What do you do? What are the cool things that you've achieved in life so far? Let's just kind of lay all that out there. Sure. Well, I am a recent graduate of UC Santa Barbara. I graduated on Father's Day, so that was just a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, I'm not native to Santa Barbara. I'm native to Pasadena area. I grew up in the city of Monrovia. And then when I was around 13 or 14 years old, I moved to Pasadena. But I would say most of my activities were in Pasadena. I started working and I had the opportunity to do so at such a young age because my family had a restaurant in the city of Pastina called Rancheros. Unfortunately, it's no longer open. It closed down. It was last January, so 2000. And yeah. Bummer. It closed down four days after my 50th birthday, so I will never oh. forget that. <laughs> I will never forget that. That is a bummer. I um. I was really happy that I had that experience of getting to get in the workforce at it's like 13 and a half, 14 or so. And I continued to work there part-time when I went to schools in the San Marino Unified District. After I finished high school, I attended Pasadena City College where I met you. Yay! I got to experience a little of the PCC Foundation, which helped me tremendously because I received uh, two scholarships while I was attending to keep my studies going. And that definitely helped with uh, the costs of classes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I also was a student athlete. I ran cross country and track while I was there. And I had the opportunity to participate in the 2015 Rose Parade as an ambassador for the Tournament of Roses. 
or a rose princess. A rose princess, yes. <laughs> Which was quite the experience as well. Um, and then in my second year, I was able to have enough credit to transfer to Santa Barbara, where I studied for a few years as well. And that was an adventure. I spent some time trying to get into the good, you know, good, good, good habits and unfortunately ran out of money. So I came back home for a little bit, was able to work, pay off some debt and ultimately graduate uh, about a month, about a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now what did you study in both at both places? I studied communication at PCC and went on to get the bachelor's at Santa Barbara in communication as well. And what's the career field that you intend to pursue at this stage? I'm pretty open to exploring my options, but I am starting to hone in on development as a field, working on fundraising, the nonprofit sector. I think that there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of good work to be done. And I, I want in. <laughs> That's so great. I'm so encouraged by that. Um, you know, it's, it's a field I think that you, I guess it's impressive to me that it's a field you want to pursue because I feel like I kind of fell into it. Um, as you fall into higher education careers, generally speaking, I mean, development isn't just in higher education, it's everywhere, nonprofits everywhere. And um, actually, I, I run one outside of PCC because Charles and I have a swim team and the swim team is a nonprofit. So, um, oh, yeah, you and I have lots to talk about online and, and offline. This is so great. Um, okay. So when I posed the, we have options here on the Elevate Your Eight podcast and Veronica is choosing to go down the online coaching realm. So I asked her a very specific question. I asked her, what are you struggling with now with regards to time management and productivity? And this was your response. I just graduated from school and I'm struggling with finding balance with my work schedule and giving time to my hobbies, which include blogging, scrapbooking, completing my 2019 reading list. I applaud that. I, I love books. I thought that without school, it would be easier to give my time to these things, but it hasn't turned out that way. I also think that with the productivity factor, social media has become a distraction from some of those hobbies. Okay, I feel you completely on this. Um, so let's talk about, let's first start with how, um, what does your day consist of? So just kind of run through from the minute that you wake up to the minute that you go to bed, what are your activities right now? Gotcha. Well, I'm a relatively new in the workforce, so it's been it's, it's hard to map what my day looks like consistently because every day has been a little bit different this week. In addition, with what I'm doing currently, I fell into this job in sort of a, like how you said, the way that life is. Yeah. I had originally been working there as a, a waitress, actually. I was waiting tables at the Women's City Club of Pasadena. They needed some administrative help, so... I switched roles into doing that. And upon being there for about five or six months after I got to know the executive director, she had mentioned that there was a position opening for event coordinating. So once I finished school, I returned, that position was still available and that's what I've been doing. Now with event coordinating, it's kind of 
different from a nine to five in the sense that I'm there when events are there. So I've had to create a, a flexible schedule around them, around them being the events. Um, so I, I would say that typically I try to get there by 10 and then I leave between 4.30 and 5. So, um, excuse me, 9. I get there around 9 and then okay. I, I leave 4.30 or 5. So just depending on when events happen. And when I wake up in the morning, I usually make myself breakfast, uh, pack my lunch for the day because I don't eat there. Um, then I get to work. I go through the events of the day. And when I come home and it's that four thirty five o'clock hour, I usually have something to eat. And that's when I just want to veg out. There's really not, no productivity after that point because, <laughs> oh, I'm tired. I'm not really into doing much else. So it's been affecting my workout schedule because I usually like working out in the morning, which I could technically do if I woke up earlier, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, and then when I was in school, I tried to commit just one hour a week to blogging one okay. hour myself. And now I'm imagining, you know, so much more time. I'm not necessarily having to take work home. I'm not having to study. There's no test on Monday. Right. So I, I want to give those hobbies more attention. Absolutely. Okay. So no evening hours mostly and no weekend hours. Mm -mm. Well, like I said, with, with events, for example, this weekend, I'm working Saturday and Sunday okay. because there are events. So I have to be there when those go on. Okay. And then is the nature of your job is mostly administrative. So you're sitting the bulk mm -hmm. of the time, right? Okay. Um, Okay, cool. And then how much, how much sleep are you getting every night? I try to go to bed by 1130 because I've realized that when I'm not on seven and a half or eight hours of sleep, I'm just not a nice person to be around. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I can appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I, the eight hours of sleep thing is pretty important to me. I get up much earlier than you do. So I go to bed much earlier than you do, but that's cause I swim. Um, and that's part of the swimming is part of my morning routine. Um, and so that's the first thing that I think I want to, um, advise for you is to work on getting a morning routine. And that can consist of a number of things. You can work your exercise in there, which you're accustomed to doing. It sounds like from, from before you can do some writing or some reading in your morning routine, depending on how you want to structure it. Um, and possibly even like plan your, your blog calendar. So I'll just lay out what I do. So I get up at four <laughs> um, and I always make, I make coffee and breakfast for Charles, mostly because I just, that's a wife thing that I want to do. So I do that every morning. Um, so that's like the, maybe the first 15 minutes of my day. And then between 4.15 and five o'clock when I'm starting to get ready for the pool, that's where I kind of ease in and, and do my morning stuff. So I will read for 15 minutes. I write in my journal for 15 minutes. And then with that other 15 minutes, I do a, a variety of different things. Um, I might look at, I might look at something on Facebook that's related to my group and post something there, or I might go into Canva for a few minutes and work on, do some, uh, some graphics work or something like that. So I try to incorporate, you know, learning 
and reflecting and then working my business in that in that 45 minute stretch of time. And then at five um, is dedicated to getting ready for swimming. So my morning routine actually is essentially four to seven because I include the the commuting and the working out into that mix. But in the in those 45 minutes before I actually get dressed to go to the pool, um, I'm, I'm working in some of those other things. So that would be the first thing that I would encourage you to do is just start small and set your alarm like 10 minutes earlier every day. And don't go for the phone right away, which I know 99% of us tend to do. Um, especially like for me, I... I use my phone for my alarm and I'm going to try to wean myself off of that because I have an alarm clock that simulates the sunrise. So I can actually, I can feel the light from that alarm coming on my face and nine times out of 10 that wakes me up before the clock on my phone will wake me up. Um, so I'm going to actually try to wean myself off the phone. So that would be the, the first step one. Action step number one for you would be to set your alarm earlier every day and try to build this like week by week. So maybe for week one, go 10 minutes earlier and then maybe you spend five minutes reading and five minutes writing. And then week two, you try 15 minutes earlier until you build up to something that feels comfortable. Summertime means summer reading. And if you're like me, you need more than just a paperback to get your summer reading done. I'm active and I commute, which is why I love Audible for all my audiobooks. And right now you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash elevate to kick off your summer reading. Get bestsellers like Becoming by Michelle Obama or Elizabeth Gilbert's City of Girls. Some of my recent favorites are the 10th anniversary edition of I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, and The Last Days of August by John Ronson. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash elevate to get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial right now. That's audibletrial.com forward slash elevate. Now back to our show. And I think the, the saying is it takes 21 days to form a new habit. So as you're working through those, those three weeks, those 21 days, you'll be extending the amount of time that you build into your morning routine. And eventually you'll land on something that feels really good for you. And it'll be a habit because you've done it consistently for those, for those 21 days. So that'll be, that's step number one. Cause you get home, you said somewhere between 4.30 and 5, 5.30 and 6, depending on, on the work day, if there's events or not. Um, and so you eat dinner by yourself. I have been doing that so far. Sometimes we eat as a family um, if we can, but I think by about six o'clock, my my body sending me messages like "feed me." Right. Okay. <laughs> and um, once I get the food in my system, like I said, it's just it's all downtime from there. It's not as productive as it could be, nor what I would like it to be. Yeah. Okay, so right now, what are you doing between seven o'clock and eleven thirty when you go to bed? Because that's a that's a whole that's half of the eight that we want to elevate right there. Right. Um, like I said, this week has been sporadic, but I have just moved back into town recently, so it's been catching up with people, the socializing, okay, the social media stuff I was talking about earlier, updating this, emailing that. This week, I also got the chance to work on my resume because I don't have an updated one since I've graduated. So 
little projects like that. I organized, re, excuse me, reorganized my, my room, which I think for me has always been something that is the starting point to anything productive. If okay. my mind cluttered or anything like that. I just start cleaning and then I kind of have a sense of clarity of what projects I want to start with after everything's clean. That's great. So once I did that this week, I, I realized that a lot of the scrapbooking projects that I've started, a lot of the books that I've started to have bookmarks that are, you know, 30, 40 pages in and then just unfinished. (laughs) I put that book down. I put it in a drawer. And it's hiding in that drawer. <laughs> exactly. But to answer your question, I think when I get home, it's eating, it's addressing those tiny projects and seeing where I'm at, but I haven't made much headway in any one particular project. Yeah. Okay. So if we structured your evening to where you had an evening routine too. And maybe we created some theme days for the week where you're going to work on specific targeted things that could build you up to having a system and something that works. Let's talk about the social media. How is it just like picking up your phone and getting lost in the scroll? Or are you intentionally going like to do something? Cause I know you go live sometimes too, and, and share things. Talk to me about your usage and where you wind up going, what you wind up doing while you're there. Gotcha. So I would say about a year ago, I had this hiatus where I just didn't go on certain platforms at all. I deleted them because to be honest with you, I did not have storage on my phone. So it was more (laughs) beyond my, my, um, my choice, but not having social media was great. I didn't see what other people were up to. I was focused on myself, what I needed to do. And now that that's not an issue for the last maybe six months or so, I have had Instagram. I have been posting on Facebook. It seems like Facebook for me has been a great way to connect with with family and potential like connections as far as what I want to do because I'm learning about all these different nonprofits just by posting on social media. So I would say it's kind of like for, for Facebook, it's like, I feel like I'm on there kind of doing the trimming and like, it's just constantly checking up on, Oh, did this get a response? Should I respond to this kind of almost like a, the form are the formalities being taken care of if I have anything in my feed or any updates or notifications. So you're actually right now you're using Facebook as it's more of work and in pursuit of your interests than it is mindless scrolling, thumbing through and crap like that. That for me would be Instagram. Instagram is what you just described as the thumb. Like, I just don't know where the time goes. I'm an hour later. Like, what have I done? What have I produced? Nothing. You know, it's just there. And Instagram's also interesting because of the, the, like the followers comp, like, context um yeah, on Facebook yeah. call them friends and I could tell you where I know even if there's 500 of them where I met them yep. how long I've known them all of that stuff the followers it seems and I don't I'm a terrible millennial because I guess that's how people get numbers instead of asking can I have your phone number people say oh can I have your Instagram 
and that's a messaging platform, the DMs, which I don't understand because I'm not about that. I'm like, you have my phone number, you can call me or you can text me. I don't see why. And that's, I think, another reason why Instagram becomes a time sucker because if people are using that to message, I'm on there anyways, responding to those. Does that make sense? Yeah. So are you finding then when you're responding to people on Instagram, these are also people that you know, or these are people that have reached out to you because of something that was in your feed that they liked? It's, it's probably like more of the latter than it is like, okay, what kinds of stuff are people asking? I mean, are they, they're appropriate things, right? Like no one's, no one's trying to get on you on Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) Like that. But like I said, um, with, with meeting new people, I thought that phone numbers were the way to go, but it seems like Instagram is the way to start a conversation, just how you would on any text messaging or messaging platform where it's, Hey, how's your day going? So I have to open the app in order to see those messages. Yeah. And then it gets in that loop of being on there for more than is needed. Yeah. And then, um, do you ever find yourself going to the phone during business hours to do stuff? Like, like you get a notification and you're like, Oh, I'll just pop in there really quick and respond. And then you get lost in it. Or or do you even have the ability to do that? So with my job, I do have a computer in front of me. Um, I usually tuck my phone away in, in the desk and I have it on ring. So if someone needs to contact me, I'm getting those notifications or if someone calls I hear that but I don't hear any of the notifications from the the media platform it gives me like a break from that that's good that's good okay so then you're you're pretty well able to restrict your social media usage to the evening um and it's not mindless social media it sounds like it's it's pretty intentional um although you've said that you can get lost in the scroll with Instagram sometimes Um, so I think what I want, okay, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to, for the next week, I want you to try to, and maybe you have a notes app on your phone. I don't know if you use that, but when you find yourself going to the phone, um, or even if you're going to do Facebook on your computer, um, make a note of when you start. So I, I turn my computer on at 630 and I'm, and I'm going to go in and I'm going to check my Facebook feed and I'm going to do my outreach. Um, and then write down when you stop, um, and, and do this for a week, not trying to time yourself, but just being aware of what's coming to you organically in the moment, um, from that period of time when you finish your dinner and you put your head on the pillow, um, and do that and do that for one week and and incorporate too, not just when you're online, um, but when you're doing the things like you're socializing with people while you're trying to play catch up because you just came home any sort of family obligations and write that down for a week and then add it up and kind of see where the average your time is. So on average, you're spending 90 minutes a day on social media on average, you're spending, you know, two hours a day socializing that kind of thing. Cause I think once we get a sense of really how you're using that period of time between dinner and bedtime, then we can structure that in order to give you, again, trying to pull in a little bit more routine so that you can start doing the things that you really, really want to do. And what we'll work towards, what we should work towards is you having a set amount of time daily that you 
sort of monitor your social media and do your outreach. That's what we're going to call it now. We're going to call it your outreach um, where you're monitoring your outreach. And then maybe Tuesday night becomes scrapbook day or Wednesday night becomes reading night or something like that, where you, you pick a day of the week where you're going to focus on one of those habits, or if it's easier or it's more fun to do a little bit of everything daily, keeping in mind that you're going to have some flexibility when you have different life events, or if you're going to go socialize with people, like you're going to go to a movie and then go have drinks or go get ice cream or something, that's obviously going to dig into your regular evening time. So you allow for the flexibility and table some of those projects to the next day or just not worry about it for that day. Um, if, if working on outreach and making connections in social media is something that you feel like you should be doing daily in order to work towards your goal, your career goal, then you should absolutely positively make that a priority and just make sure that you don't get lost in the social part of it, that you stick with the outreach and the networking part of it, um, as opposed to getting lost in a bunch of comments about last night's debate or you know, who was the cutest person on MTV Music Awards or whatever, that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Where somebody mm -hmm. makes a comment and you just feel like you have to say something. So you go in and you become part of the dialogue and then you get notifications every time somebody else comments on your post and blah, blah, blah. So that type of stuff. So I think then your second overall goal um, is to get a grip on your evening time. Get a grip on from when dinner ends and you go to bed by first tracking everything that you do for one week, then studying the average amount of time that you spend on those things, and then trying to parse it out to where you have some regularity. Um, and maybe that's after dinner, you network and make connections for 30 minutes, and then you work on your scrapbooking on Tuesdays. And then Wednesdays you might read or do more organizational products. Like you talked about getting your, your room, your immediate space in, the type of order that makes you feel more productive. Um, yeah. So does that make sense? It does. It does make a lot of sense. I, I appreciate that advice. I hadn't really thought about logging it, but I think it will make it more tangible for me to understand how much time is really you know, spent in that domain. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not hearing you saying that you get lost in stuff like, you're not talking about television or, or things like that. Other things that people get stuck in where they're just sitting on the sofa doing nothing. So that doesn't sound like that's an issue for you at all. No, I'm not, I have binged before, but I, I'm not really, nothing has really caught my attention or I haven't fallen down the, the binge path on Netflix yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about the binge, but I have to have intentional binging where I say like, this is the day where I'm going to binge. And I, then that, that way I have no guilt. But when I, when I get stuck in binging, that's, that's when it's usually bad for me. And it's all about television because there's such good, there's really good shows out there right now with all the streaming that we have access to. Okay, so we've reached our time limit, but I have presents for you. So I'm going to send you for being on my show today. I'm going to send you a copy of Elevate Your Eight. And then I'm going to send you a copy of my, my time management planner 
that you can use. And it's probably showing backwards because that's the way the camera works. But I'm going to send these to you. Um, and I'm going to put out there to everybody who's watching or listening, if you sign up to be a guest on my show and do online coaching like Veronica and I are doing right now, I will give you copies of my books because that is just how much I care about you and want you to be successful. So... Veronica, I'll email you for follow-up just so we can stay in touch. And I would love to know if you'd be willing to come back in a month or so and let us know how your, how your routine is changing if the coaching has worked for you. Um, is that okay? That sounds great. And I will, um, I'll take the two, the two pieces of advice for the morning routine and then for the nightly routine to kind of just keep the timeline of how much, um, how, how many hours, how many minutes are being spent on certain platforms. And if I can dedicate the days of the week to something like the, the blogging one day or the, the scrapbooking one day, I think that'll give me also some, um, some, some leeway. And in a way I'll be able to see how far along I get with those projects. Cause they're, they're either gonna you know have more pages or have more you right. know, put out or not. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, great. So we've been talking to Veronica Mejia from Pasadena, California today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and we'll, we'll connect as always and keep moving forward. And for those of you who are watching or listening, I just want to say thanks again. Um, make sure that you check show notes or comments on the, in the post where you can find additional information, like where you can get my books or how you can sign up to be a guest. Veronica, I'll talk to you soon. And Elevators, I'm out of here. All right. You're awesome, Chris.